Welcome back to The Duck Stops Here, a podcast from the University of Oregon. I'm Michelle Joyce Fife. Today, we welcome two alumni who both work at Pixar Animation Studios in Emeryville, California. Greg Snyder graduated from the telecommunications program back in 1992, back when the entertainment industry was about to have an animation boom. Today, he's a film editor and has worked on films like Coco, Monsters, Inc., and Toy Story 3 and 4, just to name a few. I was really fortunate. My parents, you know, made it clear they were going to support whatever my sister and I wanted to do. Yeah, I was probably more concerned about my future in cinema than they were. Uh, I think they had a lot more faith in me than I did. Maura Turner graduated from the Cinema Studies program in 2014 and is currently a Feature Relations Project Manager at Pixar. My freshman year, what actually made me switch into Cinema Studies is, Greg, you did two talks at University of Oregon, and I, at the time, was a theater major, and I remember sitting in the back row of the Cinema Studies lab, listening to you talk about this project and being like, oh my god, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to work, I want to do what Greg is doing. Today's guest host is Professor Michael Aronson from the UO Cinema Studies Department. They'll talk about the world of Pixar, what it's been like working from home, and the influence that the University of Oregon has had on their careers. A big welcome to Greg, Mora, and Michael. So, you know, I, both of you, Greg and Mora, I do a lot of uh, prospective student visits at the UO, and, uh, you know, they come with their parents. And the number one question often asked by parents, or, or they just look at me with these eyes, which is, what the hell is my kid going to do with this film degree? When <laughs> uh, So did you guys have that moment when you told your parents? Like, what was the first thing when you told your parents? I'm going to go to college and I'm going to focus on film. Maury, you want to take this one first? Sure. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that weird for me. I think my dad comes from a graphic design background. Um, and my brother did that as well. So like my family's already very artistic and I had done theater throughout high school and I actually started as a theater major. Um, and then at the end of my freshman year transferred to cinema studies. And so it wasn't, it really wasn't weird. And I also think my family's probably used to me being headstrong about things and, um, I can't be really persuaded to do something else. So I think even if they were going to say, maybe you should do a different career other than film, they just wouldn't, they knew they probably would have known I wouldn't have budged. So um, they're very supportive. The biggest thing I get now is when I tell people that I was a cinema studies major and they're like, cinnamon studies? What did you say? <laughs> um, no, th yeah, they were always really supportive. Greg, you were, you were an earlier generation. Is that true too? Yeah, um, and thanks for reminding me of that fact. <laughs> I like to remind uh, <laughs> that a lot. <laughs> Don't ever stop, Mora, because I, yeah, it keeps me honest. Yeah, so... I was really fortunate. My parents, you know, made it clear they were going to support whatever my sister and I wanted to do. Yeah, I was probably more concerned about my future in cinema than they were. Uh, I think they had a lot more faith in me than I did. I also came from a fairly creative household. My sister and I were both in the theater. Uh, we both were musicians. My sister's very artistic in other ways too, um, you know, painting and that sort of thing. We had a lot of friends who were artists. My mom would host these art shows at her house. And my dad was an engineer, but totally appreciated the arts. My parents went to the opera and the symphony whenever they could and that sort of thing. Um, it exposed us to all of that. 
So yeah, it was it was very much supported. I didn't know that about either of you. We were saying before we went on on air that I've known both of you for a long time, Greg, for a decade and more. I was trying to think. I, I first probably got to know you when we went to Ireland, right? You were in the inaugural study abroad program for cinema studies in Ireland. Yeah. Um, which was for me, you know, like uh, one of the kind of my great UO experiences. Uh, do you guys, I mean, is that, was that for you? Do you guys have similar kinds of like moments where you're like, I love this place? The study abroad program to Ireland was, it was my summer after my senior year. Like it was my, la- I needed like two credits and I'd always wanted to do a study abroad program. And like, if I was going to go anywhere, I mean, my name's Maura. I'm clearly from an Irish descent. <laughs> like if I was going to go anywhere, I wanted to go to Ireland. So it was a great way to like end my time at the University of Oregon. So it's definitely like way to end on a high note and study abroad. And um, yeah, I had a great time with that. That is definitely like a highlight. And Greg, you you came, I mean, I don't know, U of O is probably not going to want to like actively promote the end of the telecom and film story. But, you know, like you, you were, I mean, you're. Your moment was very different. I mean, Maura came in as cinema studies was kind of growing and becoming a big thing and adding things like study abroad. You were at a different moment in time when really kind of it was in some ways coming apart, although I think it, you know, I'd be interested to hear how it felt as a student. I think I completed two years of study at U of O, two out of four. Something called Measure 5 was passed, which kind of gutted public education in the state of Oregon at that time. And immediately, like, they knew how it was going to hurt. Um, they closed the school of education, which my sister actually was considering attending. Uh, and apparently it was a great school of education they, they, at the university. They just closed it outright. Um, they announced they were going to close our program down communicate telecommunications and film. I always had an issue with that name because you know, it was something that was come up with in the sixties for like telecommunications meant phones. <laughs> so, so it was like television, uh, media studies and film all combined. They announced the closing of that program and that they were going to fold what was left of that program out of the theater and speech department and into the J school, the journalism school, um, and many, many other changes. So it was a scary time for a lot of students who didn't have enough credits. I fortunately made it under the wire with you know, my graduating class. We were able to finish out our major. Um, but then that was it. Uh, no one behind us could could do anything. In fact, one of my colleagues, C.J. Shu, a very, very excellent um, editor, and um, he was my assistant editor on a couple of movies at Pixar. Uh, he attended U of O and transferred to Emerson because of that. Yeah, it was a little weird, but it was so great um, years later to find out that the program was being reborn. And because of digital cinema tools, you could have all of a sudden have a full-fledged film school, you know, without incurring the cost of med school. So that was great. Yeah, and it, and it continues to grow. We, we've been meeting with uh, architects. We're doing a feasibility plan for a new uh, production space on campus. and uh, That's amazing. An exhibition space. So, you know, knock wood. Of course, we'll talk you know, in a bit about COVID. It kind of thrown a wrinkle into everything. But, um, yeah, it continues to grow, which is, which is great. So it's funny, Greg. I was watching. I watched uh, Iron Giant, like, the day before yesterday. And I know that's one of the first places you started working as an editor. But... How did you end up at Pixar? And then we can talk about how Maura ended up at Pixar, because I, I know that story. I was working in L.A. Uh, a couple of years after I graduated from college. When I graduated, the economy was not great. I was living in San Francisco with my folks, actually. But fortunately, a couple of years after that, in 94 or so, um, there was a huge animation boom in L.A. Um, actually, maybe even worldwide, I don't know. Um, the Lion King 
um, was a massive hit and every studio was pouring money into their animation programs, kind of similar to what happened in CGI about 10 years later after Toy Story. But anyway, I got a job at Turner Animation and became an apprentice editor there, which got me into the union, which was fantastic. They were looking to hire people, so they needed you know people with some some a little bit of experience, which I had. Um, that led to a job at Warner Brothers, working on Iron Giant for almost a year, and then DreamWorks in LA. I'd worked with a gentleman named Bill Kinder who uh, was at Zoetrope where I was a PA after college. And it's kind of where I got my feet wet in film. And uh, so I had a relationship with him and I was always bugging him for work when I was working as a PA there. But anyway, uh, he eventually went to Pixar when I was in LA. So I was calling him, you know, every few months. And uh, I landed a couple interviews at Pixar the five years I was in LA just to see if I could get back up to the Bay Area. And uh, I was either overqualified or underqualified for the jobs. In any case, um, I actually turned down Pixar's first offer because I got an offer at the same time from DreamWorks uh, to work at PDI for a, what I thought was a better offer at PDI. But that job only lasted two years because they shelled the film I was on. And I called up Bill again and I was like, hey, I'm free. And he's like, oh, we need people to help out on Monsters, Inc. So it was good timing. And that's how I ended up at Pixar. And they hired me on staff, which was great. I didn't have to freelance first, so... That was 2001, and I figured I'd be at Pixar for five years, and I've been there 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. 20 years, so it's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's impressive. And it's very fun. Very amazing. And, and you know, Maura, because, uh, you know, Maura was in my classes, and, and uh, I think I, I probably introduced you to, I think, it maybe is the way I started. But you're, I always hold up Maura as my kind of, like, ideal in some ways. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> she's laughing but i mean because tell us how you started at pixar you know which is very different than than greg i just love that greg and i have this have met through pixar but it starts earlier than that and i like this connection too is my freshman year what actually made me switch into cinema studies is greg you did two talks at university of oregon while i was there the first was my freshman year it was a talk on day and night which you edited and, yeah, Teddy Newton's short film. Yeah. And I, at the time, was a theater major. And I remember sitting in the back row of the cinema studies lab, listening to you talk about this project and being like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to work. I want to do what Greg is doing. And I think I went home to my dorm and switched major that afternoon. Like, it really inspired me to be like, <laughs> it clicked for me. I don't think I understood really that people made movies like in that way, like that I could work in the movies that way no one ever explained that to me so i was like holy crap and so then my my senior year you and cj came back that's when you were talking about um monsters university and at that point i you know i was in my senior year i had more like i understood more about my career path maybe and i know i talked with you both after um like there was a group of us that could stay back and talk and so we kind of met then um, and then when the time came to apply, I mean, I think I applied at Pixar many times for lots of different internships, but this one also was after my senior year. It was like, you can only apply for like six months after you graduate before you're not eligible anymore. And I, there was a production internship um, and I applied to that. And I'm sure I pinged like our uh, student advisor at the time and maybe Mike, you as well. Like I, I just to say like, I'm applying 
I know there's this guy, Greg, that works there. Like I probably didn't network the way I should have at the time as much, although it worked out. I actually also turned down an editing position up the road from Pixar, some program that did like discovery, you know, nature documentaries. And the shift was like from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. or some kind of crazy shift. And I turned it down. And my dad was like, really, you're going to turn down your first like job offer in the real world? And I was like, no, I think Pixar might work out. And I think like a week later, I got a call um, to come in for like another round of interviews. And I interviewed with a few people that were working on Coco at the time, which ultimately ended up being the project I started on. And Greg, I had mentioned University of Oregon and they rounded back to you. I had a very small role in you being yeah. hired. You'd already made it through all the the uh, all the gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the last gate. In fact, I'm inside the last gate somewhere back in there. I think... Uh, it was Max Sacker. Maybe you came to my office. Yeah. He's like, hey, what, what, do you, what do you know about Moore? I'm like, oh, Moore is great. You know, <laughs> I met her a couple of times. It's super great. And uh, we talked about you briefly and that was it. And next thing I know, you, you were hired yeah. and I was really happy for you. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I ended up working in the production office on Coco and it was early days still. And so the departments I interacted with the most were the edit editorial department and the story department. So we actually ran into each other quite frequently. And yeah. it was this like kind of full circle moment of, wow, I saw this guy give a talk my freshman year and here we are at Pixar, which I always thought was like the end dream goal. And then there I was as an intern out of college. It was wild. But do you often, I mean, it's funny because I think Greg, you gave me a tour of Pixar right around that same time, maybe a little earlier. And I remember us walking past a room that was full of Day of the Dead stuff and, you know, sculptures and things. And I said, what's that? And you're, I think your answer was, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. Because uh, it was before, and it kind of, he's, I think you actually, and then you said, go Google it. And, you know, like, but, um, but so, you know, I, I kind of, and that must have been around the same time. But, I mean, you know, the Pixar campus is, and, and Pixar, I mean, it's won, what, 23 Academy Awards and, you know, just keeps going. Do you pinch yourself? I guess is the first question. I mean, what's it like to work on that campus? And then that might take us to the sad stuff, which is like, what's it like to be working in your living room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is. I do pinch myself quite often. It's funny. Sometimes you kind of get your head down and you forget where you are you know like certainly working from home has made me appreciate where i have been working i mean there's just something about an animation studio it's hard to describe like all the different artists and technicians that are collaborating to make a film you have production and post-production all together it's you know all mixed and interweaved and, and overlapping and uh on top of that you know in a studio like pixar you've got all your your great um facility staff and cafe staff and the the mailroom guys and like all these people you see all the time and say hi to. And then on top of that, you've got three, four, five, maybe six productions going on at once. Um, so, you know, you're always running into people and what are you working on? You know, what's, you know, what's the latest or you know, you're getting invited to screenings, uh, brain trusts, which are kind of our, um, our, you know, goalposts screenings that we, that we, we, we make, um, every few months, every film or every project has them and you're, you're, you're getting invited to those. And so there's a sense of strong sense of collaboration and um, exchange of ideas. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I'm definitely pinching myself a lot. And um, when I go into work now, it's, it's quiet and ghost town. 
although it's I, I I hear it's going to improve soon as far as getting people back into the studio. Um, I'm one of a short list of people, mostly editors, who are uh, allowed to come in now and work when we need to because of the bandwidth we need um, and the ergonomics that you know our systems at work have, um, that sort of thing. And, and more, you said it was kind of a dream come true, but we actually, and we've talked a lot about editing, but you know, your, your title, I, <laughs> I have a PhD in film and I, I'm not sure what a feature relations project manager is or what they do. So what, what your little mini arc from intern to features relations project manager, what, what's that like, especially from your living room these days? Yeah, I would say you're not alone in wondering what that means. <laughs> I think there's many people at the studio too. It, it's a kind of a title that was made up for the role. Um, actually, back on Cars 2, my because that's when things started building up. We were, I think, purchased by Disney at the time. And so um, like merchandising really amped up. And so the, the amount of work that was hitting production that was beyond production work um, was starting to pile up. So this role was created. And basically... For me, it's awesome. I get to work on pretty much all of our features and now we're doing streaming. And um, the main thing is to pass film information, project information over to our teams that are making product to support the film outside of the film. So I work with our, our theme parks team and publishing, um, consumer products, um, interactive and games. And so all these, all these organizations or businesses that are a part of Disney to help um, like market the film and support the film I'm kind of like this in between to those um, the productions and and those teams at Pixar. I don't know if that was a very eloquent way to say yeah, that. No, and it's <laughs> one of those things. I think particularly students come in. You know, they like they want to be a director or maybe a screenwriter, but beyond that, they often have no real clue about yeah. like you know all the ways in which uh, uh, something like uh, an animated feature right gets built and then and then put out into the world and all those little pieces right are are people's jobs and expertise and so no it's really it's really great yeah. to, to see how different trajectories from theater major to you know to, to that is pretty 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 amazing yeah and for the first for the first couple of years at Pixar I was in the production management department so in a similar way you are um, you know there's a production management team on each department of each feature film so usually a manager and a coordinator or maybe a production assistant and so it's the same kind of thing. You're working on a lot of different projects and you're jumping around. So like you may work in the editorial department with Greg as the production coordinator, or, but then you may jump to the lighting department. So I had a lot of experience getting to know kind of the pipeline in that way. And when this role opened up, it, it just tied in a lot of the things I loved about production, but also expanding it. So like you really can, um, you know, you don't have to go in just only being production for the rest of your life or only being editorial, I mean, maybe my, I would say most editors probably stick with editorial, but like there's a chance to kind of um, see different parts of, you know, filmmaking. So you're kind of so you're not on a particular film, but you're connected to pretty much everything that's that's, that's in the works. Uh, what are you working on right now, Greg? Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so it's not Luca. It's not. No, it's it's, it's an upcoming film. OK, uh, but that's all I can say. <laughs> So it's not one that's on the Pixar website. You'd have to kill me if you told me. I'm going to have to come down for a tour and see what rooms are full of stuff. More that you've been working also kind of on the side, making a couple couple short films. Yeah. And is that part of Pixar? Is that, it seems like somehow it's attached in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. There's a couple programs we have. One is uh, 
co-op program, cooperative program, where um, you can use Pixar's resources to make projects in your off time. So people end up doing animation or live action. Um, and it's been really fun because I still get that toe in the maybe the more creative part of the process. Um, so I worked on a live action film, short film. It was probably a couple of years ago now that we shot it, but um, helped do some set design on that actually. So I love every aspect. So <laughs> it's like, I get to do a little bit of everything, but the set design and then helped with our um, like festival process, which was really cool. Um, and then we have another program called the Afterwork Film Program. Um, and it's different in that people pitch scripts, a single script is chosen, and then directors give their pitch to direct that film and a director's chosen. And then from there, that director builds their team um, to do live action or animation short film. So um, we're finishing up one actually, and it happened like every four years. Um, and it's been really cool. I helped produce that one as a production manager on it. And then I'm still overseeing, probably we'll do festivals again. Um, so it's just a chance to, when you don't feel busy enough and you want to add more work in your spare time, you do that. <laughs> but it's it's been fun, you know, to try something new. Um, you kind of meet people at Pixar that you may not run into otherwise. Um, and it in that way feels like college a little bit. It feels like making um, a short for a course or through one of the film festivals. Um, so it's been it's been really fun to do that. It's largely an enrichment program for mm -hmm. for employees. Um, there's no profit in it. Um, sure. and uh, anything like that. It's, isn't it run through PU or wasn't it run through Pixar University at one point? Yeah. Pixar University is a, a division of the company that, uh, it's been around as long as I've been there, maybe longer, uh, definitely longer actually. Um, and uh, it offers classes and training for cross-training in almost any field or uh, discipline. Oh, that's, that's super cool. You know, so one of the reasons when they reached out to me to to do this, besides the fact that that, that apparently the email said Greg and Morris said you should do it, was, uh, <laughs> but but you know it was because of this kind of uh, the relationship of a kind of mentoring, um, you know, and uh, you know as you pointed out, like Greg had come to campus a bunch of times, which is, you know, I mean, Greg's big contribution to cinema studies has been that willingness to. To connect with our students so that they can have the kind of aha moment that you had, Maura. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about that kind of your role, Greg, as a mentor, and then you know, like how important it was to you, Maura? I'm mentoring um, more than I used to with my experience behind me now. You're older, uh, so that's uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess I guess that's what we do now. Um, you know, uh, but it's it's great actually because I was I was mentored coming up. Um, by some very generous people, and I'm going to name them because they're awesome. Dan Molina, who is an editor at um, uh, Turner, where I started, and he's worked for Disney and DreamWorks and a bunch of other companies. Uh, and Catherine Apple, who's a colleague of mine, who taught me the ins and outs of the film room. Um, and uh, she works at Pixar now. Uh, she just finished cutting Luca, actually, and before that onward. Um, she worked for me, actually, on Monster University, which was fun. Um, and Dennis Dutton, who was in my first film room as well. Uh, Darren Holmes, who was the editor in Iron, Iron Giant. Um, and of course, directors uh, that have mentored me as well. Um, they've made themselves available and they're busy, busy schedules. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, Brad Bird and Lee Unkrich. You know, uh, it's been great having so many people willing to mentor me 
coming up. And uh, so I like to return the favor. And I get to not only mentor people I'm working with at the, at the uh, studio, but also students who've reached out to me through the talks I've done at U of O and through you guys or on LinkedIn. It, there's been a lot of opportunities the last few years to do a lot of mentoring. I really enjoy it. And it's really, it's really key actually to anyone's development. And I would not be here today without the people who are generously mentoring me. And I got to say, uh, I got, also got to include Stan Webb in that, in that uh, list of people, a uh, uh, really fun editor I've worked with on several films, uh, Pixar and PDI, and uh, all good friends of mine now. And, and I mean, I think that's so true. And especially, you know, coming out of Oregon, right? I mean, which is, you know, these, these are not kids coming from UCLA or USC that, you know, sure. they have, they have the ability and the passion, but you know, a lot of times they're, they're, you know, the whole idea of going away, going to California, it's just, you know, and, or what you do again is, is so having that ability to kind of reach, reach out to young ducks, I think has, has been, you know, it's one of the things that I really enjoy is, is seeing uh, alum hook up with our students and, and, and get them that initial step into, into the industry. Absolutely. And it's, it is hard to, harder to network when you're outside of the LA area. You know, if you go to an LA film school, you know, you've got kind of a built-in community of mentors because it's really is kind of a Mecca of filmmaking. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's great. I, I love it. I love uh, your program there and I love connecting with your students. And it's, it's a blast. And, and coming up for track meets, uh, you know. Yes, <laughs> I got to see the new the stadium. world's in twenty twenty two. You you still got to get up and see the new the new uh, Hayward Field two point. Can I, cra- can I crash on your couch, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're running it out. We're running the couch out for Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're more than welcome. It'd be it'd be nice to have some people crash on our couch these days. It's been a long time. Yeah, let's get back to couch crashing. And how, how about you, Maura? I mean, you know, you, you were the mentee, but like, have have has have people, right? You know, young ducks. Uh, you made that connection yet, or do we need to create that pipeline? <laughs> um, well, no. There's some, especially Greg and I gave a talk um, at the end of last year. I think time is a blur now, but recently um, with the alumni program and just talking about our careers, and a lot of people reached out afterwards. And I think one of the things I talked about then that I still support. So please reach out if you're listening to this, but especially like young women in filmmaking, if you're looking for a mentor, sometimes it's hard to like, I don't know. It's sometimes it's hard to find either someone in your career path or someone who recently went through the things you did. And, um, anyway, I, that was not eloquent. Maybe I should start over. Um, no, no, it's great. And actually, I don't know if you know since you since you left, the students have started a women in film uh, program that's explicitly, oh. you know, really I, I, it's something that's uh, uh, important to us faculty. But also, I think you know clearly the students, uh, as you know, U of O students have a lot of enthusiasm, and the the women who are part of UFO in, in no means, which is our university film organization, right? The which predates cinema studies, decided it was really important to have have an additional voice. Um, and yeah. so they, they belong to UFO, but they also belong to women in film. So maybe we That's should put cool. you in touch with them. Yeah, mentorship is so important. And I, I've really loved having Greg as a mentor. We're in different disciplines of the industry, but it's been nice to just also have someone who knows the industry really well or like especially early on when I was figuring out my time at Pixar, I think Greg was always a resource of like, this is how like this is the real version of that or like this is how the real world works like it's not this kind of you know your eyes can go starry-eyed with pixar but it's it's been really great 
to feel grounded and kind of also understand the pipeline in different ways. So, um, you know, one thing I miss about being at the studio is running into Greg in the atrium and say exactly those things like, hey, what are you working on? How is it going? Like, um, have you been Yeah, I miss, her, I miss her lunches. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What is having lunch that you don't have to make yourself and washing the dishes every day? <laughs> <laughs> For but, for our, for our listeners, we should say that the uh, Pixar Pixar cafeteria is uh, is pretty nice. <laughs> it's it's very nice, but I should just say the nicest thing about it is is the fact you get to sit down with your colleagues and uh, you know talk about whatever film. Usually, we're usually talking about movies, but no big surprise. But it's great because I see people at lunch that I don't work with anymore, or that you know because you're on a project two or three years sometimes, and you may not work with the same people all the time so it's just great to like touch base and it, i really miss that social interaction it's it's kind of a lunchtime at pixar is an amazing thing actually so without giving away any spoilers that the legal team's going to come after us and i mean i think you know obviously one of the things ahead is is hopefully getting back to that right is getting back to campus and getting back to the flow of work but you know like what's what's ahead for for the two of you do you guys have any any big goals? Mara, you've got a, 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 a film that you're going to put into the festival. What's the title of the film? You know, it has a working title, and because we're not finished with it, and I'm not sure, I won't say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I'll circle big, back. Yeah, bigger plan. What's the future hold for Greg and Mara? I want to keep making more great stories, you know, and uh, I've been really fortunate to have been involved in making so many uh, already um, pinching myself now actually um, and you know always just collaborating with artists with whom I have really great relationships um, that's the best thing for me right now is um, and I'm doing that now I'm working with um, a director and an editor that I, I've known for you know more than 20 years and uh, we've made great films together in the past and doing it again that's my hope and to keep teaching you know uh, keep mentoring people and uh, exchanging ideas with with uh, all the people coming up yeah we'll have to get get you back up here so that more kids like Mora drop theater and, and become cinema studies maybe <laughs> <laughs> how about you Mora any last words um well that's such a big question you know immediate future I am looking forward to getting back to campus um just getting back to the studio and yeah seeing coworkers we don't see on a daily basis and future projects like secret projects down the line really excited about everything um and to be able to work on all of those plus we have streaming which is still pretty new for us and that's been just it's added a new faster pipeline compared to our features that's been like a lot of energy and and fun I can definitely say watching the Pixar movies on Disney Plus has been uh, a COVID lifeline, and you know, like for the family to sit down and and cry together or laugh has been really has been really really cathartic at, at moments. So um, that's that's uh, that's been a good thing. Yeah, and we're I know we're all really excited to get back in theaters at some point too. Like absolutely, you know, our features are made to be seen on the big screen, and you know, we've had a couple now that have released on Disney Plus and that's been great it's great to have that resource but i can't wait to go like sit with a popcorn and a diet coke in the theater and watch one of our films i miss that for sure yeah there's we we've, we've got to get back to um the big screen uh absolutely it's i mean that that's the heart and soul of cinema right there 
Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll uh, we're going to build our new screening room and we'll have more and Greg come up and uh, show us the Pixar next Pixar film that you can't tell me what the title. is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll definitely if you you call us. We'll definitely bring something. Yeah, that that'll be great. Um, it's so good to talk to you both. Talk to you both together. Uh, yeah. And uh, I can't wait. Are you to, talking to Mike? To, to see you all both in person. Cool. More. I'm looking forward to having lunch with you again sometime. Soon. I know. One day we'll have lunch with Mike too. Mike, come up and visit, and we'll we'll all have lunch together in the Pixar atrium. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all take care. All right, thanks, Mike. Bye, Mike. Bye, bye.